I want to welcome you again this morning for you early risers to Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Yesterday's little Food for Thought consisted of talking about crisis, circumstances, catastrophe, calamities, the cares of this life. And in the section on crisis, we didn't have much of a chance to expand on it. I'd like to do that today, or at least this morning. Every crisis in our life, no matter when it comes, how it comes, from where it comes, it produces an urgency to seek an answer. We, we want to know what to do. Uh, we, we, we ask people, we talk with people, we, we call friends up, we, we see the minister, some people see a psychologist, a psychiatrist, others go to their financial advisor, some people go to their banker, etc. People are wanting to know what to do. There is a hunger for knowing the answer to the crisis. But crisis actually is meant to expose us and leave us wide open to let us know what it is that we're missing, what it is that we're lacking in Christ. The crisis is not going to show you what you have, but it's going to show you what you don't have, what you have missing in your life. And that's where it becomes important. Because of this hunger that is wrought about crisis, many people go about the wrong way of looking for the answers. Some people uh, resort to drugs and others to uh, uh, alcohol and even different other things, trying to figure out. But yet the cry of the heart, the cry of that hunger is, I'm not satisfied. And in reality, the only one that can satisfy that hunger is Christ himself. And there is a very special, very special section that can fit right into where that crisis is in your life. And that will unveil and reveal to you what it is that you're missing, what it is that you're lacking. But in your search and in your hunger, many will turn to God. And Jesus did say, Blessed are those that do hunger and thirst for righteousness' sake, for they shall be filled, they shall be satisfied. In crisis, that same hunger is going to drive you. And of course, the motives usually and the intentions and the purposes for wanting the answer can either be pure or impure. And that is one of the things that only our conscience can help us determine, but a conscience that hasn't been dealt with by the Holy Spirit and by the Word of God can lead us astray. We can't trust it, but a conscience that has been in communion and fellowship with the Holy Spirit, with the Word of God, is one that can be trusted. Paul found himself in that situation in the Scripture where both his conscience and the Holy Spirit bear witness to the fact that what he was doing or saying or preaching or accomplishing was right. And therefore, you know, he could continue on that. But that hunger is going to lead you to searching. And you may search high and you may search low. But eventually you're going to have to come to a realization that either you have or have not found the answer to what you're looking to. 
But God at the same time is looking for you that he can show you. He can reveal to your heart, reveal to your life, illuminate the understanding of your mind and heart that you may know what it is that is missing, what it is that is lacking. And as you realize and depend upon his word, it's the very words that were spoken to the apostle uh, Peter, well, in this case, one of the disciples before he was the apostle, and that is where Jesus told him, upon this rock, I will build my church. And that rock was that Peter said that you are the Son of God. You are the Messiah. You are the Christ. Flesh and blood didn't reveal it to him, but our Father, which is in heaven, revealed it to him. Of course, at the same time, if we're not careful, uh, we can have our little bubble burst really quick, just like Peter did, because as soon as Jesus started to let them know that he had to go uh, and die on the cross, he had to go to Calvary, he he listened to a voice that was contrary. He takes a hold of Jesus and begins to rebuke him and say, Not so, Lord. But then we see that Jesus rebukes Satan, that is the one that is actually uh, speaking, the one that is teaching, the one that is flowing through Peter and actually rebukes him. So Peter went from one extreme of you are the son of God to know this is not going to take place. And yet both things were a revelation in his life. One was the revelation that came from God and the other was actually more of an oppressive revelation for bidding him uh, to not go to the cross. So we have to be careful but if we resort to depending upon the Holy Spirit and God's Word, then the realization of that thing, it becomes real in our lives. And as it becomes real, we begin to prepare more and more uh, to enter into His service. And as we enter into His service, we begin to realize how much of a demand of obedience is required of us. And that is for take up your cross daily. Come after me. Follow me. Deny yourself. That is a very difficult thing to do. But in crisis, God is waiting for us at the other end of the road to show us exactly where we're at, where we have come from, and where we are going. Until we speak again, be blessed in Jesus' name.